Welcome to the Girl Games Podcast. I'm Amber P, NPC bikini competitor on my road to pro. And I'm Alexis Adams, IFBB wellness pro on my road to the O. In our podcast, we share everything. From the good, the bad, do's and don'ts, with the hopes of helping anyone who may be new to the sport, get get ready ready for for some some serious serious girl girl games. Hey, hey, what is up? And welcome back to the Girl Games Podcast. I'm Amber P. I'm Alexis Adams. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the hard truths about successful bodybuilding. This is something that is very, very important. Alexis was the brain behind this episode. And I think it's one that should definitely be talked about, um, especially if you have maybe, let's say you've done maybe two shows. So you've had the stage experience. And so now you might be at that point trying to figure out, okay, this is something that I want to do. What's it take? And so the first thing we're going to say here is not everyone has what it takes and that's okay. Yes. And that can be in several different manners. It could Mm -hmm. be like, you don't want it bad enough. Mm -hmm. Um, you might not be able or willing to move your schedule around to do what it takes, or you might not have the genetic ability. Yeah. And this, so I'm a huge believer in how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I know I can contribute that as to why I was able to enter bodybuilding and give it my 110% because in all areas of my life, building my business, that takes a lot. Um, Relationships, whether they be romantic or friendships, like all those things take a lot. So if you were already someone who just, that's just by your nature, you give 110% in everything that you do. I have found that those types of people, or if you have that type of mindset, tend to do really well in bodybuilding. And then also you have to understand too, like bodybuilding is very niched. Bodybuilding is not the NFL. It's not major league baseball, soccer, or anything. It's very niche down. And it's going to take a very specific type of person to not only compete, but to have the mindset to keep going when you get kicked down. Yes. Um, I also think a lot of... um successful bodybuilders like if you look at like um the super successful like open men's bodybuilding um a lot of the ones at the top come from minorities or just hardship and Mm -hmm. I think part of that is you know like for me um I've told you guys before like we grew I grew up poor as shit (laughs) like like food bank poor no meat the spaghetti poor Mm -hmm. um and I'm thankful for that because that's where I'm, that's what's gotten me to where I am. Um, and partly it's because a lot of times, like when the diet sucks or you're really hungry or you're tired, I'm like, mm-hmm. I've done worse things. Like <laughs> I've Absolutely. been worse things. I'm choosing to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think not to say if you don't come from a background like that, mm-hmm. it's not endurance, but it can be a strength if you do. Absolutely. Just simply because when you come from very humble beginnings, you're already scrappy. Like there are times where one time in my apartment when I was in my twenties, I didn't have lights for a week. 
there was a time in beauty school where I had to decide on, okay, am I going to put gas in my car to go to beauty school or am I going to roll through the McDonald's line and get an apple pie for my breakfast? Because that's literally all I can afford. You know what I mean? So not saying that you have to come from a hardship, but people that tend to be a little bit scrappier have no problems digging deep because we know where we started at, you know? So it's just kind of yep. like, well, if I sat in my apartment for a week with no lights, I can be hungry for a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we're going to kind of get into some highlights of some of the hard truths that come with wanting to be, if you want to be successful, things that you're going to have to face. And if you're not willing to, it's not going to happen. So one of those things, genetics play a huge role. This is something that you need to really, really understand because I've heard it before just talking to competitors, maybe like after a show or maybe they didn't place the way that they did. And they're like, oh, well, I'm natural and this person's taking stuff. Even with the person being natural, if they have good genetics, natural or not, they're always going to beat you. That's just what it is. So understand that regardless of if someone is natural or not, where they come from, how they started, if you have the genetics, you're already going to have the upper hand. Now, with that being said, just because you have the genetics doesn't mean that you still don't have to work hard because once you get to that upper level, the pro status, hey, guess what? Everyone has genetics at that point. Yeah. You don't get there without it. Yeah. To a certain extent. Um, and unfortunately. If you don't have a certain extent of genetic inclination to hold on to muscle well, to be able to get lean enough without burning through your muscle, to be able to build appropriately, mm -hmm. it's not going to happen at the elite level. That doesn't mean you can't turn pro, right. but that might be the last time you win a show. Yeah. That's, ooh, that's a word that is very, very true because I think a lot of competitors get in their head that, oh, well, I won, I'm a pro now. And they think that, oh, well, just because you're a pro that you're just going to do well. And you have to understand that there's levels to this shit. You have your regional level, you have your national level, you have your pro level, but with the pro level, even within the pro level, there's still levels in that because, okay, you're a new pro. Now you're a rookie and you have to literally work your way back up to the top. So congratulations, you won your pro card, but guess what? Back to the bottom of the barrel you go. Yeah. And I mean, bodybuilding's always evolving. If, you, <laughs> if you've been on this journey with us the last three, almost four years, um, you can see evolution just within that. Bikinis look in 2019 when Amber and I started, then 2020 was drastically different just with the addition of wellness and how everything kind of morphed to allow for all of the divisions. And now that wellness is kind of becoming into its own shape, bikinis going a little bit back more to what it was in 2019. Mm -hmm. So it, it waxes and wanes, especially when new divisions are added. Um, but just as things evolve over time as life does. So, I mean, if you don't have 
the best genetic ability and you're working towards one specific look, it might take you five years, whereas someone else, it's going to take them one. And age, unfortunately, comes into this sport. Mm -hmm. So if you get, I mean, I've posted before, I'm very aware that I have a decent set of genetics. Um, I didn't get started competing until I was 24. So that's a little late. If I didn't have the genetics that I do, I'd still be trying to win a regional show, you know, like Mm -hmm. not to say like, don't be discouraged if you are older than 24, but everything, what the point of this is that everything comes into a bucket. And if you don't have the best set of things in a bucket, there's only so far that you can go and that's okay. But Mm -hmm. I think having realistic expectations is what's going to make this sport enjoyable or not. Absolutely. I mean, to, to what you just said. So you started at 24. First time I got on stage, I was 31. I'm now 34. And again, I know genetics play a part into that. And like, and neither one of us, that's the thing too, is like, neither one of us started without muscle. Like I had some muscle when I started, you had some muscle when you started. So those are also key components because we, neither one of us were starting from scratch. You know what I mean? Like it's very different when you have to start from scratch versus if you are coming from a background of already lifting or having, or played being an athlete or playing a sport in the past. But those are just a couple of things that you definitely have to take into consideration and, you know, don't be discouraged, but just understand This shit takes a lot of time. So genetics are just like one piece of what it takes. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be clear with the genetic thing. That really only plays into how far you can go in the sport. Anyone can die. Anyone can. You know, um, in genetics, we've kind of gone into that on other episodes. It's like, there are different genetics for different things. Like some people build muscle very easily. Mm-hmm. I build muscle very easily. It takes a lot more effort for me to get lean out for a show than to put on the tissue I need to in off season. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are vice versa. It takes them a long time to build, but then when it comes to cutting easy as pie, that's my husband. Um, trying to hang on to the muscle as you diet down, like there's different pieces. And if like, genetics does not just mean you grow easily. That's what everyone thinks. Like yeah. you grow fast. Okay. Well, yeah. But then I have to do 20 week preps every time. <laughs> right. Right. Well, something else you can throw in there too, is just kind of like, okay, let's say you are starting from scratch. You have no muscle, you build muscle structure. That's genetics. Yeah. You can't build a structure. Either muscle, you got that or you don't. Yeah. Um, you can take the top 15 from Olympia wellness Olympia last year. There may be girls in the sea of 16 that had larger quads than someone in the top five. Like Mm -hmm. size isn't a, that's, I think what everyone's stuck on right now is like need to be as big as possible. And that is not the case either. Um, How tall you are versus how short you are plays a huge role. You can have the same quad size as me, but if you are five, nine and I'm five, two, mine's going to look larger where it inserts how your sweep is like, these are just quad specific. Some people have, like, I walk around with abs always, even when I'm 25 pounds up from stage weight. Um, some people diet all the way down and like their abs, they're in the way that their abs insert aren't deep. So they barely look like they have abs and they have to build their abs. Whereas I really don't train them. Mm -mm. Like all of that 
it's not black and white in the higher up in the um competition that you get the more that you climb the ladder the more specific weird things like that come into play mm-hmm. and why physiques within a top five at any national show at any pro show can look so different like even within men's bodybuilding you can have someone who's five seven and like 230 side by side with like Steve Kuklo, who's close to six foot and like 260, I think, 270 on stage. Mm-hmm. And wow. then the <laughs> shorter, smaller guy beats him. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Bigger. And, and that's the, and that's the tricky thing too, because you have to remind yourself of that. Like bigger isn't always better. And if you are a bikini competitor, you got to also understand too, for us, it's about balance. So if you have, if you're focusing on one body part and if that one body part is blaring on stage, guess what? There's no balance. You want everything to be cohesive. So try not to get so hung up on, oh, well, I got to be bigger because genetically so-and-so was big. So now I have to be big. It's like, no, because you're not that person and you might not have their structure. So therefore that's not going to necessarily work for you. Right. And that's a whole nother. Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. (laughs) So not everyone has what it takes genetics. We just did that. Not everyone is willing to do what it takes. Absolutely. And that's okay. I tell people that all the time. Like, in fact, if someone, a new person asks me about bodybuilding, I'll tell them, don't do it just to see, you know what I mean? Because if you're scared off by one person saying, oh, I shouldn't do it, you're not about it. (laughs) Right. And I want to like, just say that the point of this specific podcast is not to deter you to not listen to this podcast, realize you might not have the best set of genetics to grow quickly, lean out well and easily and hold on to all your tissue. If you are not that person, it doesn't mean that you can't compete and be happy within the sport. Ultimately, we compete because we enjoy it. You have to enjoy the lifestyle or you're not even, even if you have all those things, if you don't enjoy it, you don't need to be in the sport because you're going to be miserable getting to the top because you don't like it. Like it's, it's hard no matter who you are. Um, So it's completely fine for you to hop off of this podcast at the end and realize, okay, maybe I might not be the person who's going to win a Bikini Olympia one day. Yeah. Like 1%, probably less than that. The people listening to this podcast have the ability to do that, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean you can't compete well, improve your package show to show, win it all at a regional show, go to a national show, place well, earn your pro card. Like those are all Mm -hmm. feasible things, but we're talking, trying to be realistic at the top, top level of the game, the, what it takes to get there. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a prime example of this. I've said this once to someone and their mind was blown. It's just kind of like, I will not be Miss Bikini Olympia. And I am okay with that. I understand that. I'm 34. I'm still new to the sport. I understand what it takes to get there. It takes a lot of time. And guess what? Me personally, I don't want to be bodybuilding into my 40s. I just simply don't. It doesn't mean that I don't love it. Do I have other goals within my bodybuilding career? Yes. And they are very realistic. Absolutely. But also, I know I won't be Miss Bikini Olympia and that is okay. You can still love the sport and love competing and understand that, hey, 
I might, that's not my journey, but you can still compete and do well in the sport without having that big grandiose dream. You know, I think some people feel like, oh, well, I'm a competitor. So that's supposed to be my dream. And it's like, no, that that's not your dream. And it shouldn't be because guess what? It's not going to happen for the majority of us, especially in bikini. <laughs> yeah. And I will compare this to like anything else in life. So like I'm a nurse, I went and got my bachelor's because I knew I weren't going back and not like <laughs> I wasn't going to get my associates, then go back. Like I wasn't. Yeah. So one and done have absolutely zero interest in moving up into management. Don't want to be the director of a unit. Don't want to be a CEO of a hospital. Like yes. I could go and further my degrees and climb the ladder and do that within my career. <laughs> absolutely not. Like yeah. I don't, it's, it's not, I like bedside nursing completely content where I'm at, have yeah. no intention the ladder and that's completely fine um I compare that to this like there are levels to it you can compete be happy competing improve learn as you go work within the industry for as long as you want to and become you don't have to dream to be top five at the olympia win the olympia like that doesn't make you a competitor Mm -hmm. but I also want to point out that Every person listening to this podcast will not be Miss Olympia. Yeah. Like it, it's important to have realistic expectations so that you can continue to enjoy the sport and continue enjoy what you're doing. Like I just know so many people who have realized they don't have the timeline. They want kids and then they just yeah. come. And I'm like, you can still live the lifestyle. You don't have to get on stage every single year. You can take two years off and have a baby come back later. The stage is literally always there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you just have to be realistic. And I think have have your own set of goals within bodybuilding and don't go off of what someone else's goals are or what you think it should be. Your goals should be personal to you and what feels right to you. Yeah. And I want to also say, um, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I lean out good. I grow well. I hold on to my tissue. And you're realizing maybe your potential is a little bit higher than what you thought. And that is your dream. It's okay to also go for that. Yeah. Like you are going to have, especially if you're a girl listening to this freaking podcast, y'all, if someone asks me when I'm going to have a baby one more time, I'm, I'm, it's not going to be nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, like, don't start me. <laughs> not a raisin. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to point out to you guys, like, if that's what you're striving for, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to not want to. You're allowed to want to, just like a job or anything else that you're doing. You're allowed to put things on hold for what you want, because ultimately, if you don't, you're going to regret it, and the things that you're not putting on hold aren't going to mean that much. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, because it's just kind of like. Yes, bodybuilding is demanding, but if it gets to a point to you where you feel like you're having to put everything else on hold, then you might just need to reassess. And that is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, Getting to the top. Like I obviously, like my goal this year, this upcoming season, um, we're already like making plans for what my shows are going to be in the spring and kind of winding things down, making sure that we control my body comp right now, because my plan is to qualify for the Olympia, compete at the Olympia next year okay. and f- 
from what comes from that will show me what my potential is going forward. Absolutely. Um, so I'm not having a baby next year, you know, like I'm not doing the things that people think are, are you're supposed to do. Like there's nothing that you have to do other than what you want to do. And now we're getting all philosophical, but I think it's important to say sure. that. Yeah. But like live life. This can be you living life. Mm-hmm. If you- For some people, this is living life. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and the thing is like, cause listen, I'll try not to go too deep on that because being a 34 year old woman with no children, that's a whole nother animal. And I can go off on that all day long, but just because <laughs> for some people, guess what? Being married ain't the end all be all for them. Having children ain't the end all be all for them. I know society has put all these bullshit narratives on women and what we should and we should not be doing. Guess what? If it's not your time or if you don't want to have a baby right now, don't do so. If that's not what you want to do, don't do it and don't let anyone pressure you into it. Because I get that question a lot. It's like, oh, well, you keep competing. When are you going to have a baby? Worry about your own fucking uterus and leave me alone. Thank you. Yeah. So all. <laughs> to say, I'm going to backtrack in a second, but all that to say, if you want this and you think, and your coach agrees and you've sought out and you believe that this is your potential and you can be the Olympia queen, mm-hmm. do it, do it, go One for it. Cause yeah, you have to pull in in order to do that. Pull in and hit if up Alexis don't. for posing and me for stage, man, we'll help you get to the O. <laughs> <laughs> If that's not what you want, that's completely fine. There's no yeah. shame being at the um, regional level forever, never stepping on a national stage, doing yeah. it for and seeing if you can improve each time, do your side-by-side year, every other year, however often you compete, that's completely fine too. There are levels to competing. Um, but if that's, if to backtrack now, if you want, if you are trying to be Miss Olympia. Clearly neither me or Amber are at that level. No. <laughs> but I completely understand to get to that level, there are things you will sacrifice. Absolutely. So like you sacrifice things in all aspects of your life for different things. Mm-hmm. Um, sacrifice money to go to nursing school, to become a nurse, to pay the money back. Like there's, you do things all the time for different things. I mean, my God, having children is the ultimate sacrifice of them all. Yeah, they're priority number one forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so that's another topic. But, um, <laughs> so that means you can't always, like, you're going to not go to birthday parties or you're going to go and not eat. Mm-hmm. You're going to not eat at your friend's weddings. Yeah. You're going to not go on vacation because you know it'll, impede your progress mm-hmm. or it'll get in the way of sponsorship opportunities or you have prior engagements and someone invites you somewhere and you can't go and you right. feel like you're now and you are but you're not missing out on something else so like there are going to be lots of those decisions many many that are not seen as normal to the normal population right like you're going to go to your grandma's birthday party and not be able to snack. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be like, why are you not having a hot dog? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be explaining it to her and she's not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to make you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to occur. And mm-hmm. if, if you are trying, if that's your ultimate goal is to be at the top of the top. Yeah. And those are like, 
ultimately, if you love this sport and like you like the lifestyle and food's not that crazy important to you, it doesn't matter. Right. It definitely will impact how other people perceive things. Like every single person around you is not typically in bodybuilding. Um, The deeper you get into it, the more bodybuilders you have around you and the less normal people you have around you. And that's because of the way that the lifestyle is. Yeah. Like I can say for me personally, like I'm not even, I'm the bottom of the barrel still right now. (laughs) I climbed in the NPC and then I fell back down when I wanted to. Um, And I can tell you four years ago, I was being, I was invited on trips and like my coworkers and I like, I don't go to places and complain that I can't eat. I'm completely, but at the same time, other people value that. So like some of my girlfriends from work went on, like went on a girl's trip to Nashville. I wasn't invited. It was like two weeks ago. Y'all I'm in off season. Mm -hmm. It, Mm -hmm. it's kind of sad, but at the same time, I'm like, it wouldn't have bothered me, but it would have bothered them that I wasn't drinking. So they didn't invite me. And that's just, So they're still my friends, you know, like, but it, it definitely changes dynamics and things all like just that to say you have to be willing and open for situations like that to morph as you want to get higher and higher within the sport Mm -hmm. or you're going to be unhappy. And if you're not happy, you shouldn't be doing anything that you're unhappy with. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's just, you have to ask yourself, Am I willing to do what it takes? When cardio gets high, guess what? You might have to wake up at the ass crack of dawn. It is what it is. It's a non-negotiable. Crack. The- <laughs> <laughs> when food gets low, guess what? Your food is your food. We're not deviating from the plan because deviating from the plan, you're not going to get to where you want to go. That's just it. If you are someone who is like me, you're in the situation where you're just kind of like, okay, I understand. I am getting my pro card. I'm going to have to get real scrappy with this and understand that you might have to run through a couple of shows before it happens. That doesn't make you a bad competitor. That's just the name of the freaking game. So you have to be mentally locked in, ready and loaded and understand that this might take me the whole season. But guess what? I'm down for the ride. If you're okay with that, you're going to be fine. But if you're kind of like, "Eh, uh, uh," this might not be for you. We sh- I wish we would have made a list of like things that normal people would drop their jaw at that we've done in prep already. And we're not even like, <laughs> oh my God, See, they would like drop their jaws at our off season. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why are you still eating like that? <laughs> yeah. No, no, seriously. So my birthday, this was the first birthday that I was not in prep and I didn't realize it till like the end of the day, but I was still like, I still train. I still ate my normal foods. I had my cake in my birthday dinner, but I didn't treat it any differently because it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Like in prep last year, when I was getting ready for junior nationals, the majority of my prep, I was still traveling. I was traveling for work. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of it, I was in North Carolina, which I could come home every night, but it was a two hour drive to and from work. So I was working, waking up at two thirty, sending my check-ins at two thirty mm-hmm. in the morning. In the morning, do my forty-five minutes of cardio, my abs, make my meals, get in the car, drive two hours to work, 
work all day, get off by 7, 15, 7, 30, depends on when people want to have their babies at shifting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drive home, get home at 9.30, do my 50 minutes of cardio, mm-hmm. go to bed by 11, wake up at 2.30, send my check-ins, do it again. That's mm-hmm. insane. Didn't yeah. complain about it because that's what I wanted to do. I was changing. It was working. Luckily, I have the genetics that allows me to recover and somehow God's on my side with that. Um, not everyone can live that lifestyle. I wouldn't have stood a chance. <laughs> my body would have clocked out on me. But if you were listening to that and you were just kind of like, oh my God, yeah, no, absolutely not. Here's the thing. Alexis and I, we love this. We are in it deep. However, I guarantee if we were to talk to you, I bet there is something in your life that you do that neither one of us would ever do. Yeah. Like, um, I give my, like, bow down to the moms, whether oh. you stay at home and have yeah. kids eat. Like, excuse me. I don't know. Y'all, I have not know. had kids because no. Like, no. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can hardly take care of my dogs when I'm in prep. Yeah. Like, no. Pain in the tail. Yes. Let alone a babysitter because you can't leave the kids at home. Right. Right. (laughs) So all the moms out there that compete, like claps to you because that is a whole nother level. So again, it just goes to show when you are serious about something, no matter what it is, whether it be competing, building a business, if you are dead set on something, you are going to do whatever it takes come hell or high water to get it done. Yes. And I'm also going to say, because a lot of the things that I've had to do to get to like, can stay on my timeline that I wanted to stay on Mm -hmm. uh, have been, how am I going to juggle this financially? Yeah. yeah. Because you, the one thing you don't sacrifice is your financial status. Don't do that. Mm -mm. Because again, less than 1% of you listening are actually going to win an Olympia and win yeah $10,000, whatever it is for bikini. Yeah. Olymp- um, bodybuilding doesn't really pay much. Nah. <laughs> so unless you are a high level coach or you're married to a high level coach or you have something that you don't have to go to a nine to five and you work mm-hmm. from home still working, it's, you still have to do your day job. Um, so we're not taking credit cards out to compete. No. We're not going into debt. We're not borrowing money or anything crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of like, like when I started traveling, my husband wasn't making money. We had to figure out how to, it was like, what are we going to cut back on? And bodybuilding is not the first priority. Lights yeah. on in the house, food in the house is the first priority. So it's like, what are we going to cut back on? Or how are we going to live the lifestyle that we currently have? still. And what the sacrifices was I'm going to leave home and travel because it pays more. And I can, I can keep our life comfortable, how we've built it until I don't. So that was a big, and that's why I don't travel anymore because I don't have to. And I'm grateful for that. Um, So I, I want to put that out there. Y'all don't take out a credit card. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing right there. Um, I don't care how bad you want it for, especially for both of us who come from very humble beginnings, do not 
do not, I don't care how amazing your physique is. I don't care if you do have the potential to be Miss Bikini Olympia or an Olympian, don't put yourself in debt because that is not worth it. You're not, bodybuilding ain't paying you enough for that. It's no, not. really not. So like, that shouldn't be your motivator either because it's not, it's not going to happen. Um, sponsors help. Absolutely. Like yeah. I don't pay for my tans. Mm-hmm. Liquid Sunrays help me with that. Um, the shoe fairy gives me my shoes and my jewelry. Mm-hmm. I have a suit sponsor. You slowly can build those with relationships that you build, but they don't throw money at you. They help you, but it's not like money in your bank account to pay your mortgage. It's not that, especially for women, unfortunately y'all mm-hmm. like it's not, um, you, they like to broadcast what the pay is for open bodybuilding at the Olympia. It's like hundreds of thousands of dollars, I think. Yeah. It, you know how much I got for third place at Tampa? A huge show, $500. <laughs> Not complaining, but it no. was like, it cost more to get here. It <laughs> <laughs> like, cost more yeah. than that. <laughs> so, yes. Not like, you when you're in most of my sponsorships, actually, all of my sponsorships that I have right now came before I turned pro. Would you look at that? You like it's not you wake up and you got everybody in your DM like, hey, will you take pictures with my supplements? No, guys. No. And, and you and you have to work for that. You have to put in the work for it because again, right. it goes back to you have a plan, you have goals, you knew what you wanted, so therefore you put everything into action and you did what you needed to do. So to synopsis this, unless you have any other points. Uh-uh, that's it. All right. Um, most of us are not going to be winning an Olympia. A lot of us will never even step on the Olympia stage. Mm-hmm. That's old hard truth. Mm-hmm. And you have what it takes if you can set up your schedule in a way that allows you to maximize your growth and your potential and you have the genetics to do it and you have the finances to do it you're going to miss out on quote-unquote normal people stuff in order to get there yeah you can go to things but you're not it's not like you take a year and just live normal life and then go back to bodybuilding and have the same physique you did a year ago it's a constant progression so the things that you feel like you're missing out on now will kind of build on each other and that's that's just a thing. Yep. That's it. That is it. So that is going to wrap up today's episode. Of course, if you have anything you want us to chat about, you can DM us on Instagram, hit up Alexis for posing and meet up for stage glam. And we will chat with you guys next week. Bye guys.